0: Sunday after church we went over to to little italian place over right across from Mayfield ice cream with Darryl and Dorian and the uh chef for the owner the cook is, is Joe so we're we're almost to eating in and, and dorian have become close friends with him so he he came out to our table the lord gives us thoughts or messages in some of the different ways so he came out and he and Daryl were talking about the menu and different things. And, and he told Daryl, he said, I had some, added some new dishes to the menu, and he's telling him how good they was. And so, and one of them, Daryl, had, had tried, and he just talked about how good it was. And I had the lasagna, and it was just perfect. And Sheila and Dorian was just talking about how good there was. So when we, when we left the little restaurant, he treated us so kind. It was just going over my mind that his, his dream and his job and his desire is to feed the natural man, the very best of his ability to feed the natural man, the very best of his ability. He, he, he's happy that he's a good cook, he's happy that the place is clean, the, the waiters were so kind and nice that his food was tasteful. And he's continually, continually we were there, we were there when uh, uh, I guess it is almost two, two years ago when Nancy and Bill, when we were sitting there, when Bill was going to heaven. It's just about the same place. And and, I, and to, to the best of my memory, i seen the menu had changed a little bit, and she was trying to remember what she got last time. And so, late in the night, last night, I was waking up last night praying, and I was thinking, Joe, jo, you serve probably the, some of the best Italian food in McMean County in Athens. And, and you're trying different things. And me, as a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm not cooking a dish, but I'm called to serve people. And, and, and I was thinking, what is on our menu that we have here at Miracle Deliverance Tabernacle? What, what is on our menu? What is on other churches' menu? What it is it that will minister to the needs of people? And I'm going to go ahead and just preach my sermon, then I'll come back to you, preach a little bit. But the greatest thing as a preacher I can do is to serve living water. That's the greatest thing I can do is to serve living water. And there was a time in America that, that most any house you'd have. There was a time Cokes wasn't plentiful. There was a time that orange juice wasn't plentiful. There was a time that your average family couldn't afford soft drinks. And so they would be milk always milk and water at the table, but then we went through a season where, where just people just about totally quit drinking water, and then somebody come back and come up with an idea. If you'd put a price on it, they would want it. They don't want nothing free. If you'd put a so what used to be free, we, we'll go in and we think nothing now about paying fifty cents or a dollar for a bottle of water. And and. So that was a big hit for a while, and then somebody come up and said, "Well, if it's it's the cells are getting so big, it's getting close to some soda drinks company. Let's add flavored water." And and so I brought some, sh- Sheila for her her kidney. She's been and to keep her sugar down. She's been doing this thing about fer- fermented vinegar, just uh, the mother vinegar, and she'll take a mixture two teaspoons in a quart of water. Then she's got this this true peach lemonade and, and, I, and I remember when Sheila started drinking this they had two or three different kinds of flavor and I looked up some flavor and they made it taste good but they were dangerous they, they could put things in it that would destroy you they, they could put things in it they make the taste good for two or three minutes but it can do things in your body that could cause cancer that could just mess up different areas of your body And I wonder, I wonder, I don't want to preach about other churches, and I don't want to talk about us, but I wonder how many people in America are going to church for a drink of water. And they drank it, and it tastes good. Then they find out later it was polluted, that there was things in it. It it, it kind of moved them. For a moment, it satisfied them. And then they found out later that that which was supposed to be helping them was destroying them. So I hear the Lord. I hear the Lord. I hear the Lord whispering to my heart, son, if you take away from it or if you add to it, you'll have to deal with me. But if you'll just keep preaching my word, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And Chris, Stephen, I, I, I look, George, I look at you. And just simple water is enough to set a man free. Just living water is enough to turn a life around. Just living water is enough. Just living water is enough. Solomon cried, I have found him that satisfies me. I have found him that satisfies me. I have found him that satisfies me. I don't mean I'm not being critical or mean, but I want to preach out my heart. I never had the opportunity. My daddy, a little country preacher in- when I get, get about 16, instead of buying me a gun or toy or something for Christmas or birthday, Daddy quit and he started buying me suits. And, 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 and I, I didn't want to wear nothing but blue jeans. And, and I said, Daddy, why are you buying, buying me suits? He said, I want you to preach like me. And I said, Daddy, I love the Lord and I want to go to church, but the battle's too hard and the load's too heavy. And I said, I don't want to preach. To, I just want to go to church. And I said, don't buy me. And, then, and I'd slide them plum over in the back of my closet. But I remember that day going in there and looking at them and, and thinking, this is what I want to do i want to preach so so many years later that was 1979 many many years later i hear the lord really loud i hear him real loud whispering to my heart son you're not accountable what other churches and other people do but if you want me to move you just got to keep having water on the menu it's just got to be clean water just pure water hallelujah hallelujah so others menus may be prettier they may look more delightful they may be look more hallelujah but I ain't looking for something pretty I'm looking for something that'll drive a devil back I'm looking for something that'll set a captive free I'm looking for something that'll heal a broken home or mend a broken heart hallelujah blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled and Sheila found this scripture today we were talking Isaiah 55 and 1 however oh, one that thirsts Come to the water, and he that hath no money, come ye by, eat yea, come by wine, milk without money and without price. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the water. Hallelujah. On a really, really, really hot day when you're digging a ditch or you're mowing the yard or you're working in a field or in a garden or working in a hay field or just carpenting or whatever, there's something about a a Dr. Pepper may be as wet as water, but it don't satisfy you like water. And Coca-Cola may be as wet as water, but it has so much added to it, it don't satisfy you as water. Hallelujah. I believe in this end time as the heat's being torn up I believe people are going to realize we've got a lot of good programs, but it ain't satisfying people. We got a lot of good stuff going on and it looks good and it's entertaining, but it's not satisfying people. But friend, if we'll pray, if we'll pray. So here is mine and your challenge. Here's where we got to stay before God. Hallelujah. Gr- growing up, growing up, we had we had a little old, I guess you could call them a sister. We, Daddy called them a little old hen's nest. and Daddy literally took, it was a concrete tile, it was three Feet across, and it was about. It was probably. It was a little bit longer than four foot, not quite five. It's almost five foot long. And we went down that spring. We went down our spring, and we literally dug us a hole. We dug it four feet by about four and a half feet deep. And we got that, we got that old concrete tile and we slid it down in that spring. And then when we got down in there, Daddy got down in the bottom of that concrete tile. And he took him a hammer and a chisel and he knocked some holes so that water could run in there. We went down the creek. We got us some big old pretty, pretty rocks and we, we would put them around the bottom. And, and Daddy. <coughs> Tried to make a cover, we should have built a better spring house over it and every once in a while it would get blowed off or something. Now, our little old spring water come directly out of the mountain about about a hundred yards above our house on a hill about this steep, and so this this little Concrete tile was in there and the water would run down to, to our house. But about every year or two, every year or two, Daddy and Mom would go up there and one time they found a possum in it. They said that the spring's still good and the water's still good, but we got to pump everything out. We, we got bought a little old pump or something. We pumped everything out, cleaned everything out of it. We cloroxed it real good because Daddy said, even though it comes out of the mountain and it's good, what it passes over can make it nasty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not enough. It's not enough for the water to be good. Hallelujah. It's not enough for us to have good church. But when you witness to somebody on your job, you ought to make up your mind, I want it to come out of clean vessels. It's not enough to have clean water. I want it to come out of clean vessels. Hallelujah. We got time tonight. Why don't somebody stand to your feet? Just lift your voice. Say, God, give me a desire to be a clean vessel. If I'm going to have clean living Water flowing through me. Hallelujah. I don't want somebody drinking clean water out of a polluted vessel because the very thing that should have been clean and helps them, it pollutes the very thing that should be pure. Hallelujah. So, mine and your cry before God, oh God, wash me. Wash me by the washing of the water by the word. Let my heart be clean and my, my character be clean. Let, let my attitude be clean. Let my spirit be clean. Let my mind be clean. God created me a clean heart, oh God. God, let my heart be clean and renew a right spirit within me. Let me be clean, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Got two, three things I want to preach tonight. So quit beating yourself up because we don't have colored Kool-Aid to give or because we don't have as much charisma as somebody else or we don't have the pretty words as somebody else. Has and we don't have the fancy gold goblet that somebody else that can have to offer for their people. Quit beating ourselves up over what we don't have, and just say, Lord, living waters enough. It's been enough for two thousand years. It's been enough. It's been enough. It's been enough. When Polycarp was being burned at the stake, it's been enough. When John, little John, was on the Isle of Patmos, it was enough. When Peter and all the disciples were being mortared death. That living water is enough and that water by itself is enough. We don't need to add to it. We don't need to take away from it. We just need to pray till that water flows we just need to worship till that water flows we just need to have church till that water flows and when that water begins to flow oh everyone that thirsteth come to the water come to the water come and drink come and get you a drink come and drink from the water it'll satisfy it'll meet your need Just water. Just water. This one had a label on it. There was a company fined not long ago. Their label said they were selling spring water and they were just taking it out of the city. Speak it. And they faced a large fine. There was a there was, a, there was a preacher selling gallons of holy water. and One of my little old buddies, I think, gave $125 for a gallon of holy water to bless him, and they condemned the well. He said, this thing don't have a price on it. He said, freely, 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 freely. Friend, if you put a price on it, you contaminate the water. If you put a price on it, you contaminate the water. If you if you put a price, my heart's here. Out, this is where I want to be, I, I, and and I love it. I'm 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 56. I've, I've loved the Lord. I've learned a few things, and it's such an honor. Last week, I got to speak at that minister conference with my friends, and I love it when 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 I get to go out and preach um but, but I, I go to it, somebody, call me from a new place, and they'll, they'll say, Brother Wynn, we would like for you to come preach. And oft, often or not, this is how the conversation starts. Brother brother Wynn, we saw you how much are you going to charge. What do you charge? So-and-so charge this, so-and-so charge that. And, and I tell them, and sometimes they don't understand, I tell them. I said, I said if you let me come and preach and you want to give me an offer, an okay, and if you don't, it's okay. I, I don't put a price on what I do. Uh, uh, how, how you put a price on the gospel? How do you how you put a price on the gospel? How do you how you put a price on the gospel? The little town of Blue Ridge, Georgia, one of the churches up there. This is a, such a sad story. One of the churches up there, they were going to have a revival, and they were considering three different evangelists, which one to call and invite to their to the revival. And they had a church meeting, and this is the reason. This is how they settled up on which evangelists they would have. They said, send each one of them, call each one of them tell us to send us a bid on what they'll come and preach for us for seven days and the one that bids the lowest is the one for the least money that's the one we'll have it won't cost the church so much I'd have got up and I'd walked out of the boardroom and I'd say I'll never be back here this gospel of Jesus you can't put a price on it you can't hallelujah 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 The, 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 the 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 Assistant manager of one of the, the, the large stations we're on, CW53 call. It was a few years he called he said I need to speak to that Anthony Wynn right now and I came to the telephone they got me to the phone I got to the phone and he said this is manager of this assistant manager of this station I said "Yes, sir he said we're displeased with your program and he said we're not sure we're going to let you stay and I need to talk to you now I said well sir I just preach a simple gospel that Jesus still saves heals and delivers he says that's not the problem he said we're displeased about the price of your CDs and your DVDs I said well what do you mean he said well there's a preacher on before you and after you. And he said, one of them, their CDs are 20 and one of them 30 plus shipping. And he said, the other one is 20 or 25 and 35 plus shipping. And he said, you're right in the middle. And he said, you get on and you say your little part friend, these CDs are $4 and we'll pay the shipping. And these DVDs are four or five. We'll pay the shipping. If you can't afford it, call and we'll send you one. He said, sir, we can't do this. I said, well, I said, well, I said, this thing's not set up a price. Why can't we do this? He said, the reason we can't do this. He said, your ministry can't afford this. And we know you don't send them out for that price price. What is your gimmick? I said, sir, what are you talking about? And he he said, well, I know. I said, sir, before you called and jumped on me, you should have called the office and ordered one and seen if we mailed it to you. I said, we mail them out every day free. I said, we don't put a price on it. We mail them out every day. He said, you really do? I said, yes, sir. He said, he said are you going to be in Chattanooga anytime? I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm coming down. In fact, I, I was going to mail y'all a check, but I'm just going to bring it to you. It's a large check. It'll pay us up for six months. He said, could I meet with you. He said, "Could you come in the morning and I meet with you?" And 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 I met with him, and he followed me out to the car. And he and he said these simple words. These simple words. He said, "You're really sincere about Jesus, and you're sincere." He said, "Would you help me find? Would you lead me to the Lord?" An assistant manager of a station. Hallelujah! 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't I don't I just feel like sharing a thing or two tonight that just just on my heart. We're just simple folk and people look at us and we're simple. When when I, and I should have told Paul this, but I just just feel like telling this, not to, no, I'm just just bragging on the Lord a little bit. But when we had Sister Cross's funeral last week, the that main undertaker he pulled me aside and he said he said, preacher Wink, I speak to you just a minute. And I said, yes, sir. He said he said I can tell you just an old country boy. And he said he, and he said I'm just gonna be real honest to me. He said I've had a lot of preachers here lately. They preach better than you. Their words are finer than yours. He said their sentences are better than yours and their lang their English is better than yours. He said, it's been a long time since I've seen a pastor that loved his people. And so we ain't got fancy water. We ain't we, we got big colored glasses, but we love the Lord and we love people. And if we'll keep loving the Lord, if we'll keep loving the Lord and if we'll keep loving people. So so I've got the, what I want to preach this is what I want to preach tonight. I believe, I believe we can list a hundred preachers and we can list a hundred ministries. And God's been real kind to us right now. He's been real kind to us. But I'll tell you where I stand tonight. And I'm begging everyone here tonight to stand with me. But every year or two, and I believe all these other big name preachers, I believe I believe about every one of them started out like us, sincere, and they love the Lord. But all of a sudden, things begin to change. They begin to grow. And they had to make up their mind. Are we going to keep serving water? Or do we want to entertain folk and start adding a of stuff to it hallelujah friend I have made up my mind hallelujah I'm not a young boy no more I'm 56 years old I'm not going to do it different I'm not going to add to it I'm not going to take away from it I want to pray harder than I've ever prayed I want to push myself harder than I've ever pushed myself I want to love the Lord more than I've ever loved the Lord but I want to keep doing what I'm doing I want, hallelujah, hallelujah, George, run up here and hug my neck, hallelujah, run up here, George, hallelujah, hallelujah, let them have all their stuff, this is what I want, let them have all their fancy stuff, this is what I want, let them have it all, this is what I want, I want to see another heart change, hallelujah, I want to see the glory of God touch hearts and change lives, ain't nothing going to do it but just water, living water, Just live in water. Just live in water. Just live in water. Sister Brenda, this would preach. When my sister first found she was diagnosed with this, Sister Brenda dealing with things Mary had been through, she had done a study and found out water with alkaline how it would counter attack just the natural how it would counterattack and begin to destroy that that was in the body that was trying to destroy it. Friend, if we'll just keep serving this water... If we'll just keep serving this water, when John got to testifying about the Holy Ghost the other night, Spirit of the Lord, fill this place. John said, John said he 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 was sweaty, he was had this fever and all. And he said, Hannah was right there beside him, even a time or two drunk out of his glass. And he said she wouldn't because she had she had already had that flu shot, had enough in her to keep her from taking that. I believe there's living water. Hallelujah, that can overcome everything you face and everything you encounter and everything. I believe there's living Water, Hallelujah. There's living water. There's living water. There's living water. But I don't want us just to have enough for, you, uh, for us to get a drink and make it from week to week. I'd like for you to leave on Tuesday night with a big old canteen full. And you at you, you your job to march. Somebody about to give up or throw in the towel. Said, can I tell you about living water? Can I tell you? Hallelujah. You put that needle in your arm, you're going to thirst again. You take that pill, you're going to thirst again. You drink that bottle, you're going to thirst again. Thirst again. You slip down to that hotel, you're gonna thirst again. You rob that, you're gonna thirst again. You tell that lie, but can I tell you, Him? That, can I tell you of Him, the lover of my soul? If you'll drink of this water, nothing out there will ever, ever pull it, won't satisfy you. Hallelujah. If you'll drink of this water, if you'll, I don't want us just to have enough water for me you, well, I got a drink, I can make it. I want our cup to run over. I want our cup to run over. I want the glory of the Lord. And the presence of the Lord, just the purity of water, of water, of water. We have to be careful. Seasons you go through when they, when they dig wells. It's one of the state laws when they dig wells in this, and I'm sure it's probably all over the nation. I know it is right here. It's part of a state law, and they drive the steel down in and they, they cap it whatever, they're not allowed to cut it off level with the ground. They want it to stick up because they know that floods are going to come and rain's going to come. And there's a lot of contamination on the ground. And if it's just level with the ground, it'll take the contaminations and it'll wash it in the well. And then you're gonna be drinking from everything. Hallelujah. Friend, you gotta be careful every once in a while when you go through floods, when just life's going good, and all of a sudden everything begins to shake. You you got to make sure that nothing got in the well. You gotta make sure, because during that flood, when everything around you polluted, the only thing's gonna sustain you is what is in that. Well, and you got to be careful that what's on the outside don't get in that well. Somebody ought to say that loud, Lord, keep my well clean. Don't let them, Hallelujah! Don't let them mess around. All I'm going to is is I'm crying over it. I'm shaking in my nerves and pressure. God, don't let it get in the well and contaminate the well. Hallelujah! You got you got to dig down deep enough. You've got to dig down deep enough. They 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 said when they dug this well here, they I think they, they drilled it in in 1978. I think right along through there in the late 70s and there'd been been some drought they said when they deal they didn't they didn't dig that well during rainy times they dealt drug it during the drought and when they got it down they hit water and they said the guy said don't stop there let's go about 60 more feet because they're liable to be another drought and we won't have to re or we won't have to redig. dig you know how you drill your well you drill it through praying when you don't feel like praying you know how you dig your well you dig, you dig it through worship when you don't feel like worship and you said he's gone and then you, do, you drill it through living right when it looks like it's not working and you drill it through living right when it looks like God's forgot you when others are living anyway looks like they're going good in your world you just got to keep on the high. and you begin to dig that well and dig that well and dig that well and after a while you get down to about that third level of water down there hallelujah and then whatever comes or goes whatever comes against our nation our government you're tapped down into a place with Jesus where there'll be waters to sustain you he'll keep you he'll make a way for you he'll provide for you It'll be water there won't be just enough water for you. There'll be enough water for your family. The last day of that feast, John seven thirty seven. And the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How many's believed on the Lord? He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly. Or out of his spirit, shall flow rivers of living water. It's not the plan of the Lord for you to keep this water inside, friend. It's the plan of the Lord for this love and this water, this mercy to flow out to you, to a dry and thirsty generation. It's, it's the will, of he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We'll look at Judges just a minute. Judges 15 and 14. The Philistines had shouted against Samson. They shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were on his arms became his flax that was burnt with fire. And his bands loose from off his hands. He found a new jawbone of an ass. And he put forth his hand and he took it and slew a thousand men. He picked up a jawbone. He took this jawbone and he began to fight. And I don't know what your job on is. I believe each, each church, and I know we all have the same, but sometimes we excel in different areas. God's really blessed us in prayer and in worship and the great ministry of all the precious ones here. And our faithfulness, and your, your consistent, your procedure just going on. And that, so I don't know what your, your job on might be your worship enemy gets around you, you pick up your worship, and the enemy just starts, your, your jawbone might be fasting. When the enemy really comes, you can just start pushing your plate back and you can fast and pray. Your, your jawbone just might be your prayer life. When that enemy comes, your, your jawbone might be the Bible. When the enemy comes, just pick up that Bible and begin to read, the Lord is my shepherd. All things work together for the good. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. So we've all, sometime in our life, an enemy comes, we found our jawbone. And Samson looked at his jawbone whether it was worship or prayer or fasting or reading the Bible and he said with the jawbone of an ass heap upon heap and with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men and it came to pass when he made an end of speaking that he cast away he took his jawbone and just cast it away and he went on with his life when he ended speaking he cast away the jawbone of his hand that's Judges 15 and 17, the very next verse. After he threw it away, he cast it away, the very next verse. And he was sore thirst, and he called on the Lord. He said, Thou hast given this great deliverance unto the hand of the servant, and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. There is a thirst that will get our attention. I don't, I don't care how tough you are, how big you are. There is a thirst that can get our attention. There is a God that can get our attention. And God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw and there came water there out and when he had drunk his spirit came again and he revived. He went back and picked up that that he had thrown away. For hours last night and this afternoon I hear the Lord whisper to me people that's threw away that living water if they don't pick it up they're not going to make it. People that's tossed it aside and, and I, I have dear friends. They've traded this for programs. And they've, they've tried to do everything to, to, to grow, to get people. I mean, nothing going to work for this, friend. Just the very presence of Jesus. Just, but, but God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came out water thereof. And when he had drunk, the Spirit came again, and he revived. Somebody needs to pick the spirit of the Lord. God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of prison to them that are bound. Somebody needs to pick up their old job. Well, you need to pick up your worship, your prayer life, your praise, reading your Bible. Tell the devil he's a liar. I don't need something new or something different. I need to go back and clean out this well. And I need to go back and just, just sanctify this well. And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses. Where is this? That thou brought us out of Egypt to kill us, our children, our cattle with thirst. Nehemiah 9.20 They gave also thy good spirit to instruct and withholdeth not thy manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. I find this in Matthew but in Psalms he said it 69.21 They gave me also gall for my meat and in my thirst they give me vinegar to drink. I saw the saddest picture in my in the my mind that that I'd see. Jesus He's hanging there, and he said, "I thirst." And instead of water, they reach him. This high vinegar, they put on sponge and reach it for him to drink. Wouldn't it be sad? Somebody dying, come to our church, said, "Please give me some water." And all we can give him is something nasty or bitter. I feel an urgent in here. I feel urgent in here. I don't know what other church is going to do or other ministry. We're not responsible before as MDT church. we got to keep this on the menu. This has got to be what church is about, the presence of Jesus. 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 Now Jacob well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey set thus on the well and it was about the sixth hour that came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her give me to drink. Give me to drink. Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria to him how is it that thou being a Jew hast drank of me which am a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said if thou knewest the gift of God in who it is that saith to me give me to the drink they would have asked him and he would have give thee living water hallelujah the woman said to him sir thou hast nothing to draw with and the well is deep from which thou has that living water friend they're coming brother Jerry's been saying it for about three years now and I'm feeling in my spirit they're coming but they're not coming singing and shouting they're coming hopeless and bruised and broken they're coming at the end of the rope and they're saying I don't have anything to draw with and I don't have any water and I'm about to give up hope. Is there anybody that can help me? And when they come through this door, and I don't want to be mean, but I, I like the kind of church we've been having around here lately. They're not coming to see a program. They're not coming to see, hallelujah, they know we're back here. They're not coming to see a fancy building or fancy growing on. They're coming for hope. Can anybody, will he give me another chance? Will, will, he, will, will, will he hold my nerves together? Can I ever sleep again? Can I ever rest again? Reckon he'd give my family back. Back. Reckon he'd restore what the canker worm and the locust Reckon, wow. Reckon I could forgive myself. Reckon he'd touch me again. Reckon he'd have mercy on me again. Have I gone too far? Is there still hope for my soul? Hallelujah. 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 I've heard my mom and daddy talk about. I've worked many a time in the bean field. By the time I came along they had cokes and, and cups and water. But I've heard my daddy talk about the coal mine and the old, working in the fields, had that have one bucket and one dipper. They said, when you worked all day, you don't, you don't care just so the bucket's clean and the water's pure, is all you care about. Just so the bucket's clean. You don't care if it's not a fancy goblet, gold cup, a silver mug. Just tell me the water's clean. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I had other scripture. Would you come back to the music? I was going to read, but I feel like stopping now. Would you stand to your feet? Would you bow your head? So I'm asking you as individual, corporately coming together to church, so many needs are being met, and hearts touched, and life's changed. But wherever God leads you tomorrow, I want you to prepare yourself right now. Hallelujah. That whatever you give somebody tomorrow, the water is going to be clean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to pray all over this building. Lord, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I I wanna I wanna I want to be the conduit, the cup. That you flow through. Hallelujah. And I'm not responsible for the water. You're responsible for the water. I'm just responsible for the the vessel being clean. So tonight, Lord, I humble myself before you. I humble my attitude, my character, my heart, my motives, my desire, my dreams. Hallelujah! Would somebody slip out of your seats and come and kneel in these altars just for a few minutes? Hallelujah! In The next little while, and 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 we're, you and I are going to be meeting people. We're going to be talking to people that's that's hopeless. That life stole their hope, and the devil's bruised them and broken them. And you might be the last opportunity to pull that soul out of hell. You might be the last opportunity, and that soul don't need entertained, and that soul don't don't need don't need just to still that. Stu- Soul needs to know I can have a drink of living water. I, I can find the Lord, I can find mercy. At your still at your seat would you lift your voice and begin to pray God. I may never stand in a pulpit and preach a message or sing a song but one on one I refuse to let the devil intimidate me and not give water to somebody that's thirsty. God, I, I wouldn't let somebody lay on the side of the road without a drink and not give them a natural drink. Why should I pass by a man or woman about to go to hell and not try to tell them about Jesus? Why should I be ashamed or intimidated or embarrassed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have water that can satisfy. I have water that can help somebody. I have Water that can make a difference. So tonight, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. In a simple, gentle way, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. In a simple, gentle way. You spoke to me last night, early this morning. Come to this pulpit and ask us to search these vessels. As a kid, we'd wash dishes. Sometimes Mom would come and look at them or touch them before we'd put them in the rack. So, Lord, we're in your dishpan tonight. We're in the sink. And I'm praying, Lord, sanctify, wash, clean these vessels. I want to be clean. I want to be free. I want to be whole.